0: And I'm here to share it all with you. So let's get started. Welcome to the Heart Sing Podcast. Addie B here, a.k.a. Slayer of Namas Slayer. And I'm actually recording the podcast early today. I am on fire, fire, fire today after getting back up. And as promised, I'm going to share about... All of that, all of this past week since we met last, how I got up from going from Ick, and we're going to call Ick the Path of Preya. Just for the ease of we're going to include everything in there, being off my game, allowing my senses to guide the way. It was hit or miss with my planning. I missed meditations. And in turn, I was depleted. I didn't take care of my physical self with activity or nourishing foods. I was seeking those quick relief from food, drinks, Netflix binges. And I know most of us go here once in a while. And for most of my life, it was pretty often I would go here. So maybe you're there Too. If you are, I feel you. And as always, here on this podcast, it is my hope that through sharing my journey, you will find some inspiration or ah ahas as we travel this path of self discovery together. I feel like it's been a while since I've thanked you for sharing the podcast. So I want to take a moment here to do that. Thank you so much for sharing with your friends and leaving your reviews and comments. I do hear you doing this and I see you and I really appreciate you sharing the heart saying so much. And if you think of a friend today that might need some inspiration about getting back up and give it a share if you're called and together we shall seek and rise, my sisters. Today's podcast didn't end up where I thought it would this week, but does anything ever end up how we think it will? (laughs) No. This is why it's important to create vision, release it, and just let the universe deliver the doors to us as we stay open to these lessons. Of course, we have to take action in the process, but to like stay open and listen for these messages and listen to our inner self because we never know what surprises might be waiting for us. This week in general just took me in a direction So different than I thought I was headed last week as we ended the podcast. And as usual, of course, my soul hijacked the podcast today. So she can write, I could tell you, I can just pretty much close my eyes and let my fingers fly. I say, "What what do we need to say today? And it will always come at some point. First up, a bit of background, if you're just jumping in on this episode, I traveled back from Oregon to Arizona and they had Adventure RV, which is my 26-foot Class C version of my dream board. <laughs> it's like my little mini vision board in here that I purchased and renovated back in 2019 as I left corporate America and hit the road full-time creating and exploring, knowing myself as I do and how I am in autumn. I had planned to just take this November to chill out to just relax and enjoy things. I had some friends come in, in to help me like move and just spend time with. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna chill and relax rather than trying to do all the things at the same time. <laughs> the problem I see now in retrospect is that I no longer relax and enjoy like I once did and maybe a little unaware of how to do that still. I need to do a creating, not consuming episode, I think, because I went straight to consuming. Even though, yes, I know better. And yes, I've harnessed and developed many tools to unwind that don't involve consumption. But I did choose to use, uh, not use a lot of them, right? So there's that. You see in the last episode for details on that, I'm not going to, you know, beat that to any more depth. Just know that I was consuming all the things, Right. And seeing this happen, observing it, and starting to miss me. And so this was the other lesson um you know, really about embracing my feminine energy and releasing more of corporate Addie, who embodied a lot of masculine energy, which is good to have. Of course, we need both, but it was just a bit one sided. That masculine energy being my achieving number, success, tied up in money and climbing ladders and, and the beach house and all the things and creating the perfect life according to what we're shown, not following my heart's desire, my intuition, seeking my purpose, which which Which, when I do that, doesn't quite look like how the world tells me it should. My success didn't come from love, joy, and abundance back when when I was where my vision board was at that time. And this is my current work, living in more of this and creating from that joy, from love, from heart sing all over and learning to live in it. So for a bit last week, I slipped back into this mode I used to be in, how I used to take the steam off, lose myself in Netflix, food, drinks. Can I get an amen? Anyone else out there? Am I all alone in this? (laughs) Somehow I think not. Oh, I forgot to add social media overworking. Could be a multitude of things. So, a funny thing happened this time as I was watching myself do this because at this point in my journey, I'm the observer of myself, my thoughts, my being, my body. I, I know I'm the passenger in here. And sometimes I don't wanna be. <laughs> I don't wanna be this aware, but I can't seem to stop that. No matter how much I consume, I can still see myself doing it, even laughing at myself sometimes. Like, oh, what are you doing, Ed? What are you doing? After a handful of days of not doing my AM habit stack, missing meditation, all those things, and using all the excuses in the world, of course, and seeing that happen too, my body started to give me these anxiety pangs I used to get back when I was this 300 pound ball of misery, I call it, which was the catalyst to my awakening and this weight loss journey, which led to finding my magic inside. So I knew these pangs well, but seriously? I was just lying on the couch watching some Netflix. Why was this happening? Could I no longer enjoy this? I was enjoying the people I was with, but not my activities and my body. She she was like, hell no. (laughs) She missed me. We missed me. I hadn't created space and time for myself, some, but clearly not enough. And when I did the podcast last week, as I was sharing this, I thought for sure I would analyze this and be led on the path of talking about upper limiting, that surely this is what I was doing to myself, a type of self-sabotage, not allowing myself to move into my greatness, to being comfortable staying below the line, that line which once we pass it, we start to head into the unknown and it feels a little bit uncomfortable in the body. might feel like a lot to harness this energy. And that's kind of where I thought I was headed after I published that last episode. I'm like, oh, I need to go and think all the things about upper limiting and where am I blocking myself and limiting beliefs, all of that. So I booked my space in the RV to move a little earlier. I just knew I needed to get settled. Everything in my being was screaming, run to your sanctuary. And it's not like I wasn't in a perfectly delightful place. It was amazing. I just needed me back. And listening to my body, what a game changer. I think about this. What about people out there? And I was, I was that people, let's be clear, that we're in relationships, we're in situations where we're getting these all body knows and we keep shoving it down. This is what I did for years and it led to that wallowing 300 pound ball of misery, feeling like I couldn't escape the life I had built, that I was alone and yet not alone, like I had no choices that it was over. Here I was halfway point, and what did I have? A bunch of things and stress. Yes, beautiful children, a great job, so much to be grateful for, and I should just be grateful. I should just suck it up. My life was beautiful. I'm living on the beach in Hawaii, ocean, this great job, great friends, great family. So what was wrong with me, right? These all body knows, the zaps. Do you, have you experienced the zaps where you're like, I can only describe it as what I know to just say, call like anxiety. And there was nothing to do anyhow, right? Like, what could what could I do though? I mean, how I couldn't leave my youngest daughter in Hawaii to try to seek my health in Arizona. I hadn't, I didn't even know about meditation. I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff. And I, could, what kind of mother would I be? And to kind of give a little background there, um, I have a. I I get a skin disorder anytime I'm somewhere humid but I don't know I'm still working to solve this but I tried to solve it in Hawaii for like five years doing all the things on the planet and it was just really a struggle and Arizona has really been one of the only places I've had pretty pretty decent health as far as that's concerned and with that type of allergy so you know, but it just was never even an option. I couldn't, you know, I was divorced from my ex and I couldn't just leave my child there. And when you live in Hawaii, there's all these rules about taking kids off the island. And, you know, I didn't want to do that to them either. So the shame and the guilt at that time is I really struggled with this once I had made the move. And, you know, that's something food for thought, you guys. Who says what is the right way to live our lives? The society has so kindly or unkindly told us how to live our lives, like it needs to be this way. As I came back here to Arizona to help my mother, who was dying, and made the decision ultimately to stay here, working through that guilt of being separated from my youngest daughter and asking, what if it's not true that I have to be glued to her side to be the best mom ever? What would it look like if I was able to do that while serving me? What if in serving me I serve her? And you know the RV came out of this these thoughts. I was like, well, I'd be adventure mom. She would actually see the mainland USA which most kids in Hawaii don't get to see and we could have all these explorations and how magical would that be every break I can get her. You guys This is no doubt what happened too, that in me serving me, I served her, but it was scary as shit. I had a lot of mind work and guilt over this. Me being here in Arizona with my oldest daughter and my youngest, who you would think may need me across the ocean even more, it turns out, I really think I was right where I was supposed to be and so were my children. And guess what my youngest daughter told me the other day? She said, I'm the coolest mom in her school. Everybody knows about me. How did this happen? Me being 2,500 miles away. What you mean by me showing her how to live instead of telling her, I became an inspiration to her. I think Minnie Slayer would probably tell you the same thing, that through watching my transformation, being there firsthand and experiencing me forging my path and daring to dream big and become, that she too made massive changes in her life. And we are all forever changed because of my decision to seek me and stop falling on the proverbial sword of this is how life is supposed to be. I can't possibly think in a different way of making these things happen. Would people say you're selfish if you did this? Perhaps. And people had said that to me. I don't know how you can be away from your daughter like this. And you could just, I could hear the judgment dripping. And I'm like, okay, those are my thoughts. But still, you know, perhaps though, when you do this, when you find you, your inner being, what other people think doesn't matter just because you can see it more clearly that these rules, beliefs, and judgments are not truths. And look, I'm not urging you to leave your family or buy RVs or travel the country. I'm just sharing my truth here with you, because <laughs> people get fired up with that. How dare she say everyone needs to meditate and buy RVs and travel the country and leave their children? First, <laughs> and I didn't leave her. Just to be clear, okay. Back back to the story. Instead of me shoving beliefs onto her into her world about how she should live. I'm showing her how to seek and how to find how she wants to live and being as open as as I possibly can to everything she wants to explore, to be her completely. And it's made every moment we're together that much more special. We have a relationship that's based on me living my truth publicly and sharing with her based on creating adventures. Nothing makes my heart sing more than when she says to me, Mom, wait until you see my new secret spot I found. You see, back in one of our first adventures, and it was just a hiking trail behind my condo in the Corporate Addy days, this wasn't like big RV adventure days, I showed her my secret tunnel. I had her sit in the dirt with me, and I told her how sometimes I close my eyes and I stand there with my feet grounded, and I feel like I'm transported to a different time, and I can feel the power surge through me, a magic in that tunnel. And we stayed in that tree tunnel for a while that day, talking about finding adventure using our imagination and the power within us. These are magical moments we are creating. And I gotta say, back when I was just buffering with everything, regardless of where my house was located and the job I had and all these things, I didn't make as many magical moments. And of course, she's loved and cared for where she's at and has amazing support, or she would be here, I'd be there, whatever. We have a lot of support in that area. Her dad has really been amazing, but she is right where she's supposed to be. And we have epic adventures and technology to keep us close. But like my mother, we've never felt like we had to be adjacent to be in touch. My mom and I didn't. And in fact, when I picked up in the middle of the night and moved from Michigan to Arizona when I was like 19, I called her from New Mexico expecting her to kind of freak out because I literally moved out in the middle of the night. And she just said she loved me and I would be fine. She would tell anyone who would asked who knew that she knew I'd be okay. And she would say to me that my true mother and father was with me always anyway and I get this now. I mean, intellectually I understood the idea of this god back then, but I didn't really understand what was truly my being and I would roll my eyes at her, you know, all the all the things we do. And so it's a knowing though that I think one has to experience and call it whatever you may this eternal part of us that when we follow her guidance, when our body speaks to us, when we follow these doors and start to ask what if? Start to question what conventional society has to us is the way we should live and start to refine our own path and listen to our bodies. I might ruffle some feathers here with this part here, but really, who decided that we should all be married and the husband and wife have to raise the kids and we should only have one family forever? What if someone had decided that the community raised the kids and everyone just has sex with each other? Like it's just all one big orgy up on the planet Earth and everyone raises the kids and lives in love. What if that's how we were raised, (laughs) right? Oh, I could go on forever, but it gets you thinking, right? What is actually true? And what are we programmed to believe? What if we were taught an entire different way of being? What if you follow your body? What if you follow this inner guidance we're given? What if when you start to feel like crap and just can't figure out what it is, you say enough and you go find some space for yourself to be you instead of shoving in the pizza and the Netflix or the wine or whatever it is to tolerate these emotions in your body? which just may be you not listening to that inner voice, the voice that is trying to tell you what path is yours to lead. My inner voice was like, okay, Slayer, that's enough. You've had your fun. Zap! (laughs) The little zaps, the anxiety zaps. It's time to get back up. God knows I don't want those zaps anymore. And this doesn't mean you have to leave relationships or jobs or whatever. You just start to say enough. And you put yourself first and you find space for you and you figure out what it is that you need, not what everyone else needs. It's not a journey outside of ourselves. You start to try things right where you are to figure out how to get to that version of you and figure out what your version of that creating space is, how you can get alone, be in stillness, where you release your inner creative genius, where you have time to just sit and think and be without outside influence to your senses? and What about dreaming from this aspect? Dream uninhibited. What if you're missing your signs because you're always too busy to be still? I can tell you I didn't see any signs from the universe when I was uh, reverted back to the path of prayer face down in all the things last week. How could I? I didn't even leave any space to think, much less to see a sign of the un- from the universe. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, this was my life. I used to not think at all. Just take time to think. Now I do this all the time. You know, one could argue, though, that I did hear a big sign from the universe, though. (laughs) Those full body pangs, the zaps that were telling me to get back to me. And I listened. I ran. I didn't keep consuming I got my RV in my Arizona space early. I rolled out my magic carpet and I meditated and I was home and it wasn't the RV, the space or even being alone that was home. I could have created this home anywhere. Honestly, the home was in meditation. It was in getting back to that space. And yes, I was going to try to have a podcast that didn't talk about, oh, are you meditating yet or the power of meditation? But I just can't. Not in my experience. It was the game changer and it still is. And I'd be remiss to not tell you how powerful this habit can be if you work on practicing it and care to learn. One of my teachers would even tell us that even one dip in meditation is better than none. Over 100 pounds lost, and yes, I learned some fancy mind work and about my brain and lots of cool stuff about habits and even created a system to help us put me first. But the reason I have been able to get centered, get back up over and over again and follow my signs, to keep losing weight, getting healthier, and creating new versions of myself that dare to dream even bigger, meditation's the answer to that, to seeking that stillness the being still, the knowing that I'm still, I'm part of something so much larger and that this is my purpose is here. It's where my radiance lies in that stillness. I realized I missed me and that's why I was getting zapped. (laughs) Me being, I am the universe, my highest self, spirit, God, whatever term you want to have for it. It's a big, warm hug and it's an experience It's not a written knowledge. I'm at a space with my meditation where I'm ready to expand it again. I feel like I was kind of like falling out of love, which scared the crap out of me because it's my jam. And I love the primordial sound meditation, everything I'm doing. For God's sakes, I'm a meditation instructor. What's happening? right? And maybe it's part of our journey as we practice and as we develop our practice, or maybe just for me, but I know I'm ready for more knowledge. And where am I going to seek that? And I'm sure as heck not giving up. I'm not going back to that life of prayer that delivered up the 300 pound ball of misery. Heck no. And I'm not going back to not saying my primordial sound mantra. Never. But I want some more information. I want more knowledge. I'm ready for more. I'm not going back Ever. I don't want to die young from obesity and cancer like my parents. Meditation has been what's got me back up on this path over and over and my habit stack. But the meditation is in that habit. And it's the first one I go to. In this meditation, back in the adventure RV, tires planted on the desert floor, me planted on my magic carpet. I was taken home. Tears of gratitude just slid down my face. My body shook with a silent sob of gratefulness for being brought exactly to this moment. And I whispered, I said, thank you. And I rocked. Thank you. Thank me for not ever giving up on me. So glorious. Don't give up on you, you guys. Don't give up on her. You are so worth the fight. The fight to just learn to be still, to connect to this incredible knowledge of the divine consciousness that is in each and every one of us, every being, every plant, animal, moon, star, and the space in between. I was back in that moment. It was just all okay. I felt my light surround me search through me. There was no judgment for headed to the side of prayer. There was no, I was out of love with meditation or something. There was nothing. I was just held and loved in radiant AF. I do want to get to this place where I walk through the day with this light around me. Have you met like people like this? I have. My grandma was one, I think, probably my mom, my meditation instructor. I'm not sure if she existed that way all the time, but I could literally see the light around her. I've connected with some other guides, people I've encountered that you're like, they are love and joy. They're exuding it. They're connected at source. An intuitive guide once called me a love surge. And I was like, yes, I want to be a love surge. She was seeing me that day in alignment. How can I stay in this surge more and more? This is a quest that continues and what gets me up now. Meanwhile, I did all the things one does to just get back up as well. I didn't even sit down to analyze myself like I thought I was going to. Nope. I organized my space I grocery shopped. I stocked the fridge with my power foods, healthy options, set the alarm for 5 a.m. You got to understand, I've been building these habits for years now, right? This is just like... I kind of do it blindly at this point. I didn't get out of bed fully at 5 a.m. for a few days. It took me a little bit to get back in the groove of figuring out what needed to be in place for this happen. And why 5 a.m., you may ask? Because even when you live alone and create your own schedule, there's truly something about being up before the rest of the world, about the peace that is in the early morning hours. When I get up at 5 or earlier I get to spend four to five hours on myself usually doing all kinds of amazing things. And I've designed my life this way, yeah, but even corporate Addie, who in 3D time constraints of the world appeared to not have as much time she created, I got up at five, sometimes earlier, so I could do these things once I found how much they, they set me up for my day. And once I started to love them one baby habit at a time, one little step at a time. And, you know, I mean, after a year of torment thinking that I had to be everyone for everything first, and then I found Einstein time too. I'm going to link that episode below, because if you did not listen into the Einstein time episode, you need to go in all on that. So you can start to create your own time in your own space Last night, I set myself up so I could get to the mountain. I set up my backpack to go right at the coffee shop, complete my Me First Sky, my Magic Pages journal, my laptop, my pens, money, had it all ready. I found my headphones for my phone because I knew I'd have to do a live on Facebook once I got to the top because the mountain always does that to me. I just have to share it. And sure enough, I did a live and I got my first sign from the universe that day screaming, yes, Slayer! this alignment nature love sharing speaking from my soul i was grounding up there on the rock and i was talking about my habit stack and setting myself up all of everything i just told you and i had done a workshop in the sisterhood and we go around and we were sharing tactics to improve our habit building and how we can help each other out brainstorm some ways to get these habits solid in our lives and it always reinforces me and it gives me new inspiration to get back up and ideas Don't discount the power of sharing in groups and learning from each other. Even if you think you've been there and done that, there's always something to learn. Find your people. Anyhow, I'm doing this live and of course my soul takes over and I start talking about this coming home to me and being connected with everything. The oneness and having my feet in the mountain and as it starts to turn into what we call a slayer sermon when my soul takes over on the mountain, a purple hummingbird came in Fluttered right in front of my face. I can, You can't even tell from the video how close she was, like inches away. And right when I'm like lit up talking about this, I did get her on video too. So cool. You can check it out. I said to the hummingbird and my live viewers, I said, "Yes, I know this is energy, right? I'm up here where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to do, be doing, preaching from a mountaintop. I see it too, but I don't know how or where yet. But I see it, and I see more of this." I'll link the video. You can skip to the 11-minute mark if you just want to catch the hummingbird. (laughs) Maybe a little earlier if you want to catch some of the sermon. But um, I might have also been inspired to sing Lady Gaga's Arizona Sky if you want some more off-key Slayer singing. (laughs) Just say it that energy I feel every time I'm speaking from my heart with my voice. And I know the book is part of this path, but ultimately I'm using my, my voice, these vocal cords to share to whomever will listen about this magic that is just waiting inside. And just maybe someone out there that's always getting zaps like I used to, or maybe in their version of the 300 pound ball of misery will start to believe that they too can get up over and over again and start to seek, your highest self and what that is for you, what that version you are looking for, because surely not everyone's going to have the same path and won't at all. This version of self that is so full of heart singing mountaintop radiance, whatever that version is for you. Have you thought about when you're in flow or when your energy is fully present? What are you doing when you're like this? I am meant to do this. Because while we are all one in all energy of source, we're different souls within the spirit. We bring different karma, soul experience, life experience to this journey. What could we all create together if we follow our heart's desires, our individual little seeds that don't yet even have a path and it's full of infinite possibilities, This is somehow my purpose, to help others on this path of their infinite possibilities of where they want to go and seek and find. And each path is so different. But can we seek different together? Yes, indeed. And is it ever fun? Within the Me First Sisterhood, for example, we have a few smaller groups within the larger group that I'm guiding. And we have the Soul Sisters who are diving into, you guessed it, their soul expansion, starting to really seek those deep questions and answers. Then we have the cool future dreamers, the KFDers, who are creating the next versions of themselves. And so fun, you guys, dreaming big and taking massive action to build their big, crazy dreams. And then we have two weight loss focus groups, which ultimately are also about creating that future version and uncovering our soul. We just do this through come what comes up through not shoving our mouths and figuring out why we don't make plans or make them and don't show up. What is it we're not wanting to experience and starting to unravel that onion? All different paths and yet all in the same journey to self. And the entry can be from anywhere, just like the eight limbs of yoga, which is exactly what it is. All of the paths to self awareness. Once we get in touch with that source and we start to believe and trust in the universe and ourselves, a synchronicity start to appear. Have you connected with this energy within you? Perhaps you're seeking the stillness in your life, which will bring you to the energy. I promise you this no matter how busy you think you are, you can create this. We create this life. As we take ownership over it and we start to realize that everything we're feeling, creating, being is coming from within us, that we're creating it, we can start to make a conscious choice to choose the path of Shreya more and more. The path that takes you to the soul shine. (laughs) And that just triggered my mantra song from 2017 when I had started seeking. I would swim laps in the pool and I had my audio flood iPod going in my ears. And, um, oh, I'm going to kill this song if I try to sing it, but... It's an Allman Brothers song and he says, uh, soul shine, it's better than sunshine, better than moonshine, and it's damn sure better than rain. And I sure wanted this thing that was better than moonshine. I could feel this song. I would swim laps back and forth, dreaming of this day. My soul would shine so brightly. It was better than sunshine. What was that? I had glimpses maybe, but I was in the dark. It was my anthem that year. This was my pre my guide saying I was a love search, that's for sure. The next year, as I continue my quest with meditation, mind work, soul work, and getting in nature, it became this, this is me from the greatest showman. You guys know that that song as awakening to my true self. And she says, and I'm gonna kill this too. If you guys haven't heard this song, you need to go listen, but I have to sing this one because I feel it in my soul right now. When the sharpest words wanna cut me down. so look out cause here I come. Oh, and then you got to like, just really tear it open and like open your heart out and just sing. And, oh, there's a, there's a video on YouTube with, um, her Hugh Jackman. They're all like in the studio recording it and it will just bring tears to your eyes straight down. I'll try to find it and drop it below. If you haven't seen it, you got to watch that. And so do you have an anthem? Always a fun question, right? I'm trying to think what mine is this year and I'm coming up empty. You know, the indigo girls with closer to fine kept coming up earlier in the year over and over again. I think there's something about that, um, the darkness, right? The darkness um, being so, is so easy and the lightness sometimes being harder to, harder to see. And I think that's a little bit of the Prey and Shreya in there. Anyhow, I'm going to spare you more singing. <laughs> I'm at Starbucks near my mountain, enjoying the vibes and just typing away. It's just flowing. And another sign arrived this morning when I first got here. I busted out my me first guide to do my plan. I realized I forgot my card deck. You know how I love to pull a card. It might just be my favorite part of my morning stack. Well, one of them. I love the additional inspiration, self-reflection I can draw on, and it's always uncanny how an alignment it is. And I use the yogic path deck by Sahara Rose mostly. It's suits my path right now and helps me learn more about Sanskrit and yoga, which was really helpful when I was going to school at the Chopra Center too. So I knew the young Jedi had this deck and I needed an emergency card. So I wrote in my guide as I was waiting, what do my guides have to tell me today? And so in a couple minutes later, Jedi texted me back and, and said, I thought of you and I asked the deck what your guides have for you today. I didn't tell her what I wrote, right? I said, of course you did. And sent a picture of the question I had written down, right? You got to love it. You can't make this stuff up. So I got Durga, the warrior goddess, and she is fierce and fabulous, of course. And this card says, you are exhibiting great strength in the face of things that would make others, including former versions of yourself, crumble. Yes, former versions of me would indeed have crumbled, and it might have been with a crumble cookie. (laughs) Damn crumbles. If you don't know what these are, don't go looking for them. Many versions ago would indeed have crumbled in the face of a Netflix binge. Many moons ago, it would have just led me to quitting whatever thing I was doing that was leading me down this healthier path, whatever health thing I was feeling in the groove with. I just failed again, giving up. More Netflix, more drinking, more food. Now I've become a new version. This version of me doesn't look at failures as a negative thing, but as a learning moment on my path in the end game, because this version of me does not stop. She picks herself up and makes the next move. I built this arsenal of tools like Durga, pulling out what weapon is needed at what time. And I've built these tools, one habit at a time, one learning moment at a time, feeling one emotion after another and meeting more and more of myself right where I am, always here. And just think this next version of me will get up even sooner, be able to handle even more and have even more weapons and be able to help even more people. My future self is this full-time love search. She lives in radiance. I can see myself carrying this light throughout my days and nights. And as I come into more and more of my radiance, it helps others as well. This is true for all of us. As we begin living in alignment, we seek our joy no matter what, sometimes in the face of adversity or against what society has told us is the right way to seek things. What does your future version look like? What does your heart call you to seek? Do you ask yourself these questions? What are the tools in your arsenal? Listen, I would be beyond honored to help put meditation in that arsenal of yours. If you're seeking a mantra-based meditation or just want to know what the heck meditation is, I have a free intro. I do teach a course on the primordial sound meditation method and certified by the Chopra Center. You all know, Deepak. I know you do. I told him at graduation, I'm good to get a million meditators so we can elevate this consciousness of the planet. His goal is like a billion. So check out the links in the show notes or on the website. You can jump in on the high vibe and you guys, it is one of the key tools that I'm telling you has helped me get up over and over again. Um, But what are your tools and what do you want to seek? Let's do it. And my darlings, that is all for the Getting Back Up episode. I told you there was a lot packed in here. And maybe a few little squirrels, but takeaways? Perhaps to just release the judgment. We don't always have to analyze everything either. Sometimes we can just get back up, set the alarm, and get to the mountain. Until next week, my witches and bitches, Slayer out.